Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. Two things you could do is number one, find your purpose, like reasons reap results, like even reading. If you could just sensitize you and just really feel fully associated to the benefits of what you're going to get from doing those things. It's so interesting, people, human behavior, because I, I think that the treasure that most people seek is hidden in the work that they're avoiding. Welcome to Betty Bites, a decidedly delicious, short and sweet mind snack for your brain to chew on. I've gone back into the Betty library and pulled out my favorite Betty sound bites, a recipe you might say. It's bits of wisdom, sprinkles of knowledge, and a dash of dry humor for you to do and be better. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovering health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family, and over this winter, we have been using Elementee's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk. And my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apres ski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. Now, for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea Chocolate Medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box 
free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate, Melody, you love the best. I wanted to, uh, you touched on it this before and I thought this would be a good segue. We've been talking a little bit about some of the innate superpowers that I think humans have uh, over, you know, other, you know, robots and AI and stuff. What are, what? Are, let's flip it because I know you and I, you know, we geek out over superheroes all the time. I remember, uh, I can't remember where we were, but we were sitting beside each other and I was on my phone for a second and I put it down, I flipped it over. So the... Um, so I wouldn't be bothered by the notifications. And you looked at my phone case and you laughed and then you showed me yours. And mine was Wonder Woman. I think yours was Iron Man. Um, so why don't, we, why don't we talk about uh, supervillains? Let's talk about kryptonite. Is there, uh, you know, would you classify things as in terms of modern day life? Do we have any supervillains or kryptonite that we deal with every day? There are. There are a number of ones that we can identify. And I think everyone can relate to them because they're ever present. And they weren't necessarily as powerful as they were in previous generations, but now they are at their, they're at their peak and they're just growing more and more powerful. And their power comes from, uh, from this exponential technology, this digital world that we live in. So four of them I could list right away. Um, like digital supervillains, the number one is digital overload. Mm. Too much information, too little time. I think everyone could relate to that, that we're all just it's like taking a sip of water out of a fire hose just to be able to, we're drowning in this information and it's creating health challenges. You know, we, we talk about wellness and optimal health. It's information anxiety, information fatigue syndrome, higher blood pressure, compression of leisure time, more sleeplessness. Um, you know, or even if people have a break, they can't even enjoy because their mind is still distracted and multitasking, uh, which we know is just a, uh, you know, a myth in general, it's task, task switching. Mm-hmm. So I think that to com- combat that we have the superpower, um, you know, about learning faster, about reading faster, be able to keep up with, keep up, catch up, you can get ahead also, you know, and be able to process all these things that we need to read all these books on our shelf that just sit on our shelf. And as, uh, as our mutual friend, Lisa Nichols says, it becomes shelf help and not self help, right? We buy books and we don't read them because it, we're just overloaded with them. So that's one um, digital overload, um, digital distraction. That's one's pretty much self-explanatory. The supervillain that's keeping us from our productivity, our performance is like, how do you stay concentrated on something in a world full of distractions, like app notifications, social media alerts in a world where, you know, I did a podcast interviewing Dr. BJ Fogg out of Stanford University, who has a research lab there on human behavior. And one of his, and he's about all about habits. And then we did an episode on how to create new habits and how to break old habits because there's a different process for it. And actually, when talking about habitual um, behaviors, one of his students co-founded Instagram. And you think about how many, how habitual, you know, somebody told me that the, the average person opens up Instagram 150 times a day. Some oh, my God. And if you're not doing it that much, that means, because I'm definitely not, somebody else is doing it a whole lot more mm-hmm. because it's, they have all these behavioral psychologists that they pay so much money to really, you know, every like and share and comment, it's a dopamine flood, you know, through our, our, our nervous system and it becomes an addiction. And I'm defining addiction practically, functionally as just a behavior that is not, is not empowering us and that we cannot stop, right? <clears throat> and we're, a lot of us- for connection in some way. That's exactly. what most, yeah, most, most addictions are a cry for connection. 
Absolutely. Some kind of like, like hurt or, or, or some kind of wound. And it's sometimes we were trying to get it through this, this fix, this temporary fix, um, which is interesting because I know <clears throat> uh, uh, Emily Fletcher talks about the difference between mindfulness and meditation. A mindfulness gets you out of stress in the moment, but true meditation will get rid of historical stress, like in trauma from our, from our past. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna. It's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. Um, and so going back to this, we have this digital um, distraction, which is a big challenge because and it's driven by our smart devices. And you and I know, and we've seen, you know, the, the, the research and the studies, our mutual friend, um, you know, Brendan Bursar did a big study on this also as well for high performance. Yeah. Yeah. That we should touch our phone, you know, the first thing in the morning. That's what most people do. Um, you, I'll ask an audience how many people, you know, touch their phone the first thing and it's the last thing they touch at night. And the problem is, is when you wake up in the morning and you know this, you're in this relaxed calm state of awareness. Um, you're cycling through these alpha, these theta states. You're very suggestible, right? And I'm all about limiting the input the first hour of the day. You know what I mean? I don't want any input. I, if anything, I'm using the morning or the first hour or two to get output, to be, to be creative, to, think, to, to foster my vision. I want to limit the news and all that other stuff because if you pick up your phone when you're in that suggestible, relaxed state, you're training, you're rewiring your brain, number one, for distraction every like, share, comment, cat video, whatever, it's just, it's just building those distraction muscles. Uh, Cause again, focus is not something you have. It's something that you're, you're building. Um, it's something that's a process. You do um, the focus as a, as yeah. a Jim Quick tweetable, you do yeah. the focus. You don't have the focus. Yeah. It's all about taking nouns and turning them into verbs. Mm-hmm. And taking those things like you don't have energy, you do energy. You don't have motivation, you do motivation. You don't have focus, you do focus. And you just break it down to process. And again, that gives you your agency back and your power back. Cause then you could do something as opposed to waking up and just saying, Oh, I hope I have focus today or I hope I feel, I hope I have a creativity so I can make videos or write my book or whatever. Right. Okay. So you turn into a process. But the second thing touching your phone in the morning does the first hour of the day, especially, is it rewires your brain to be reactive. You know, you're, you're fighting fires. You get one message, text message, voicemail, email, whatever, social media message, and it can put you in a bad mood for the rest of your day, right? And it puts you on the defense, and that's, that's the worst thing. You, you're reactive, and you're, you're automatically, if you're touching your phone, you're, you're a thermometer. You're gauging everything about what's going on in the world as opposed to you proactively, you know, being, uh, having your, your impact. And, um, and your email box, like Brendan Burchard says, your inbox is nothing but a convenient organizational system for other people's agenda for your life. I mean, just like, this, like, 
I get goose, I call them truth bumps, right? I just, it's just so real, but it's hard. And so are you really need to set up your environment? And when I'm thinking about habits and motivation, motivation's a myth. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, you're pumping yourself up, but I think there is a sustainable drive that you could find. But part of it is finding your purpose. Part of it is having mental energy. So doing the, you know, the 10 things that I talk about to, to, to raise your energy levels for your, for your brain health. But the third thing is these, these habits and habits really start with micro commitments. You know, when I'm thinking about making kind of behavioral change, and I talked about this on my podcast is we did, so we did on tiny habits. Like it, you know, flossing is, it helps you to live longer, you know, and you know, good dental, um, uh, oral hygiene. And yet most people, a lot of people don't. Right. And so it, maybe it's this new thing. It's new behavior you need to add, but so don't try to get people to floss, you know, all their teeth, just get them to floss one tooth because I promise you, not going to just stop after one tooth. Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing with reading. When I train um, people to read a book a week, um, I, I like to I, I just say, yes, it's about 30 or 45 minutes a day to get through a book a week, which is surprisingly low. And that's if you're an average reader. And that's, you know, that's not even including if you, you know, take a, like one of our reading programs and you can do it in 15 minutes a day. But I don't even ask people to read 15 minutes a day. I just say, hey, read one sentence a day, you know, because it's the tiniest habits. Like, just get yourself to the gym and you know, that that's it. You just get yourself to the gym and then, then you're going to work out and you know, once you're there, but you break it down. It removes a lot of the mental resistance, right? Like I remember uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, Giovanni's like, I'm going to go for a run. And I said, eh, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it. He's like, just come for me for five minutes. I'm like, I could run for five minutes. And then we started running and he's like, okay, like, you know, five minutes, we're done. And I was like, no, no, we just, we've just gotten started, you know? Yeah. So it's that momentum. Like you just remove a little bit of that mental resistance just to start, like, just get yourself to the gym. And then as soon as you step in, you can go home, you know, but you know that when you get there, you're going to do maybe one rep or one exercise or something. Yeah. And people could apply this towards their clients. Cause I know you have coaches that watch this or, and teachers or parents, yeah. you know, your children, just pick up one thing, you know, one thing, one thing, you start very small. Um, because little by little, little becomes a lot. And the thing is, is it's, it's the side, the, the, the principle is, is the Zygarnik effect. So the Zygarnik effect, um, is named after the psychologist. Um, she was, her, her last name is Zygarnik. She was in a European cafe and she noticed that the wait staff would remember everyone's orders, um, until they were delivered. And once they were served, they would forget it. And it, she said that the mind doesn't, um, like open loops and that if you start something you feel you feel more of this impulse to be able to close that loop um, and, and then once it's closed and then and then so this is the idea is just start somewhere but start anywhere and you're more likely not procrastinate mm -hmm. uh, procrastination is a bit you know it's a big challenge for a lot of people and I would say two things you could do is number one find your purpose like reasons reap results like even reading if you could just sensitize you and just really feel fully associated to the benefits of what you're going to get from doing those things. Because often the things that it's so interesting, people, human behavior, because I, I think that the treasure that most people seek is hidden in the work that they're avoiding. All right, Bettys, if you found that that little snippet wet your appetite and you are looking for more, you can go to our show notes for this episode. And in the show notes, we will have a link for you to click on and it will bring you to the full, robust, juicy conversation.